time. So, um, you know, I'm glad uh, glad you're joining me today. How are you feeling? How is 2022 treating you? Good. I went I went to the barber shop and got a fresh little haircut. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, a nice little fade, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, on the show, they try to they try to paint me as a as an alcoholic. You know. So, you know I, I, <laughs> well, how are you feeling? Why they, we've had why they saying that? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've had, we've had a couple months now to digest, you know. So the show is uh, the dust is settled. How are you uh, feeling about how the whole thing unfolded now? Maybe with how um, you were received and then your reaction to that. Man, you know, I feel like life is a series of chain of events, and. You know why I left that show? Why? Why I did? Because I didn't want to get slapped like my boy Chris Rock got slapped. <laughs> you, you really felt you like you would have? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, Tammy's husband was walking through the house and security just let him walk in and put, you know, and I just had enough. Like, you're going to sick your husband on me like, like he's some kind of pit fucking bull? Hey, he's running through the house. David, where is he? Oh, but the best part though, I'm just gonna sit right here, and we gonna I'm gonna wait on him, honey, until he gets back. <laughs> if the one of the producers came out, that would not be necessary. David Edwards has been apprehended by production, <laughs> and the and the look on his face, and to watch him drive off slowly on that scooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it shouldn't have got to that point, though. You know what I mean? But, like, but, but it made for good television. It, it made did. excellent television. It did. It made great television. And watching him roll off on that scooter was just fucking priceless and hilarious. It was like a gift from God. And watch the, the, the look on their faces when they said, I've been ha- apprehended by production. I'm not coming back unless you guys leave. The look of defeat on their faces was just priceless. And then they cut to him riding off on the scooter. <laughs> You, you wouldn't have left though had that not uh, occurred, would you? I would have. I would have stayed. I would have stayed. I would have wrote it out. Mm. I just. I had just got out of the hospital from neurosurgery mm-hmm. at that point, and and he's running through the house like a madman, and nobody in that house is having my back. The fuck I'm gonna stay around for? I can make a phone call, and ain't nobody gonna like it. If I made a phone call too, there would have been no show. Somebody would. It would have been some shit. So that's why I left too. Because if you touch me, it's, that's a whole different thing. But I might have took it like Chris Rock took the slap at the Oscars and just shoot the fuck out of everybody. Did you feel like there was a lot of that going on? You didn't feel like maybe your roommates had your back? You feel like maybe it was uh, yeah, you're telling yeah, you one thing and then saying something different in interviews? Oh, of course. And then um, after um, I got to watch the show, and I've talked to all of my cast members personally, and to see them sit on that camera and say something totally different or do stuff totally different that I did not see. But I'm used to it from the first real world. It didn't shock me, but it kind of did because we're super adults now. And to see that go down like that, to see how people can be that two-faced and that super adult really kind of, and damn near everybody did some two-faced shit. It was it was kind of disappointing, but hilarious at the same time. 
Well, why do you feel like that was, though? Do you think it's just because of the height and environment? Because I've spoken to a handful of them, and they've told me, like, one on one on one setting when I've had them on, like, you know, David could be a really cool guy. He's funny to be around. So, like, why do you feel like it was a different scenario when the show was on? Is it just because of the cameras and the height and setting? All of it. All of it. All of it. That, and number two, we got to keep that in mind. We, we are here to do a job, we're right. here to make television. We're not here to sit around and pink our toes and yell kumbaya, you know. We're here yeah. to be interesting. And that's why I I see another side of the plate. On the other side forgives, but another side doesn't forget because we are here to make television. Mm-hmm. We're not here to sit around. It's to... Well, well, how did you feel about the way you were portrayed on the show? What didn't you like, maybe? How they tried to make me uh, like that I was a constant alcoholic when they was drinking way more than me. All the if you mm. watch the show, that alcohol that they packed up wasn't my alcohol. That was their alcohol. The wow. vodka that I, the vodka that I poured in the bottle, it was their vodka. It wasn't mine. It was theirs. They ordered it from production. That big box and John inside yeah. of the book. The only person John doesn't drink. It wasn't John's alcohol. It was everybody else's. I didn't bring no alcohol in that house. I was drinking their shit. I was sneaking Tammy's beers and, and drinking them. Tammy was walking around with a champagne glass full of Bud Light. Yeah. In a champagne glass. 24-7. She was drinking Bud Light 24-7. Everybody was drinking. Except for me, I was sneak mines. Jeez. I just think that's... uh. I think maybe there was a particular narrative. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of times I had a, um, I had just left surgery like a month and a half after that, and I had surgery on my brain and my skull, and I had a, a fractured tibula, tibula, mm-hmm. tibula, and I would get pain a lot, and I don't like pain kills. I'll take Tylenol X-Drink Plus, or you know, and I saw some vodka there, and we just had a rough day shooting the blanket scene and the emotional stuff with the the blanket. Let me sneak some fucking. And they're going to be like some fucking little snitch ass bitches in front of the camera because I didn't want to be portrayed like that. That's why I was doing it like that. I was moving like that for that reason. And they want to be little assholes and call me out on it behind my back. Yes, he needs an intervention. And and as y'all saw one of those scenes, I, when I took my drink, I went outside on the phone, talked to one of my friends, finished my drink, got a little tipsy and got into bed. Wasn't running around the house fucking with nobody. I wasn't. I went and got into bed. So were there were there instances then, say if like you know maybe it wasn't on screen where like you and them were fine and everything was cordial between you guys, yeah, and they didn't show yeah. it? Yes, there was times me and Tammy would have talks, smoke cigarettes. I did an episode of Tammy's Bonnet Chronicles for her. Uh, me and Beth and we would all sit around and we all there was instances where we all got along and they did not show it. I'm glad you asked that. Yes, they they did I, not show it. Did I did hear that that. That that big race blow up that ultimately sparked the season. I did hear that race was not even like a big discussion when you guys were in the house, and it was just that no. one instance. At early, I think you guys were coming back from John's concert or something, and it was just that one yeah. little instance, and they made it into like the whole season this essentially. Whole, it, it, everything went left so fast. We had a great time at John's concert, and John blew my mind. That man could sing and play, and he had one day to get everything together 
he did beyond a phenomenal job. It blew my mind, and I had a great time. We get back to the house. I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna get in the bed, you know, make fuck down. And then we had everybody got to go downstairs. I'm like, what? We went downstairs, and they in the fishbowl rolling around and pulling out questions. And I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden, somehow nigger gets thrown around, and I'm sitting there just like, whoa, what the? F-? And I, I feel like a fly on the wall because. I'm like, okay, this has gone left, and this is entertaining at the same time. And Tammy did a phenomenal job by getting in their ass. It was hilarious. By the time she got to me, you're sitting there as a black man. You're over there laughing, ain't saying nothing. There is nothing left to be said. You said it all. You're perfect. You're right on. I can't go beat a dead horse. What do you want me to say? Lock the doors. Put the ropes around the white folks. Let's hang them up our back. Is that what you want me to say? She said everything that needed to be said. There was nothing for me to chew on. And I, I feel like the two of you both had valid arguments in, uh, you know, what you guys were stating in that type of conversation. You know what I mean? And I just feel like I understand where the both of you were coming from. Like, but I think like that's just someone's owed the right of their opinion. You know what I mean? And I just feel like someone shouldn't be condemned for their opinion like you were. Yeah, and that and that's the. I'm not saying was, there's a right or a wrong, but I, what I'm saying is people are owed an opinion. Yeah. It was all. If she would have just listened, like I listened to her, I wasn't there to win an argument, which she was. I wasn't trying to be right. I'm just expressing where I'm coming from and how I feel right now, and about everything that's going on in the world. And she didn't want to hear that. She wanted the whole, let's tear this motherfucker up, fight the power. And I never said anything about Walmart. What was, what was the Walmart said, thing? Uh, when I said, you know, corporations, they're playing field days with all these titles. I don't like division. Blue lives matter, black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Whether you're black, white, Asian, Chinese, all different human species are fucking crazy. And at this point, I don't give a fuck because I'm exhausted. Like, literally, I just got out of neurosurgery and dealing with this, it's, I look, I look at, after dealing with my near-death experience, I look at life through a different prism now. Mm-hmm. Like, the world is going to do what the world is going to do. Only thing you can do is just be right in your center, in your core, in your aura, and move that way. Amen, man. You know, there's so many, let's use our platform to change the world we are not the super friends you blame me a rape and you was down with it and i'm just now getting to know you fucking guys y'all talking shit behind my fucking back doing goofy shit have y'all noticed on that show they would not leave me alone they kept fucking with the bull kept poking the bull poking the bear and then once they once she called me a house nigger slave or some shit like that i have a slave mentality it was like all right whoa all right now you're asking for it the gloves are coming off was this like a preconceived notion with you in there um, and how they were going to be towards you, did you feel? No, no, we all, no, not at all, not at all. I got notes from the producers and stuff. Everybody's glad to have you back. It's going to be nothing but love, nothing this and that and the other. In the beginning it was, but Tammy noticed all the love that I was getting. And if you watch on that show, it switched. She switched on Beth. She started getting, she started getting jealous. If Tammy does not have the moment, She'll start some shit. 
And that's what I felt was going on when we played that fishbowl game and the George Floyd thing. It was more to me than just George Floyd. Very important topic, George Floyd. Yeah. Anyway. And I think, I mean, come on, I'm not going to, sh- you know, but I felt she weaponized that to her advantage to make her as the, the, the justice of. Right. Like, that's how I felt. And I, I, I felt that was unfair. Not. I'm not saying, yeah, they should not say nigger. No, they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. No one should. Shouldn't include me. No one should say it. And, you know, I get that. But I felt she weaponized that shit to, for her advantage. That's why I kept saying on the show, the preacher, if the preacher can't convince the congregation that there is a devil, he'll get no money from the congregation. Somebody has to be the boogeyman to make you look like the hero. And I, I just don't feel like there should have been a villain on that show. I feel like there should have been cases made on both sides why your opinions are validated. And then we should have just came to a common ground. Like, this is what you're going to think. This is what I'm going to think. Like That's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And that's what I, that's what I would like for it to happen. Except then she went, do you want to meet my husband? She kept threatening me with him and made the phone call and had him come up there. Now let me make a phone call. Okay, bitch. And have some chicks come up there to kick her fucking ass. One thing that I did find weird, and I think John pointed this out when I had him on uh, a couple weeks ago, was how, like, it almost feel like that was premeditated, her getting him there. Because I'm pretty sure, like, he was on speed dial from the moment. Like, I don't even she think he lives that. in L.A. She said that on the show. Because uh, Beth uh, A was like, I'm quite sure you got your husband on uh, speed dial. I sure do, honey. And once I heard that, I heard that. I heard that because I was upstairs, people listening down. And I was like, no, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. And then John, because I was supposed to perform, was it that night or the next night? It was my turn to perform. I was going to do the same thing John does, but at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club. Oh, wow. Yeah, they blew all that shit out of proportion. I was like, you know what? I'm not fucking doing it. And he overheard me on the phone talking to somebody. I said, you know what? If they keep opening their mouth, I'll talk about their ass in the goddamn club. So once they heard me say that on the phone, and they act like me being on the phone was bothering them. I'm allowed to talk to who I want to talk to. I'm not fucking with y'all. I'm not bothering you. I can say what I want to say when I'm on the goddamn phone. Mind your business. Where where do you feel like you stand today? Oh, no. Go ahead. So after that, I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to perform. I don't even want to perform with the people. I don't even want them in the comedy club around me. Fuck it. The world knows I'm funny. I don't have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave again on a high note. And this time on my own terms, I'm going to steal all y'all headlines right now. Well, I'm leaving. Like like in Tom and Jerry, if you kill the mouse, if the cat kills the mouse, there's no cartoon. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> it's I over. Mean, I'm leaving. The show was over once I left. That shit failed. <laughs> Uh, undeniably, though, I mean, you were like <laughs> the plot of the show. So, I mean, and I, it's hard. And, you, and no I one had, can argue that. I had the best time, bro. I had so much fun. I don't regret not one thing. I'm not pissed off. I'm I'm a little disappointed uh, just seeing them all hugged up together at the end, smiling like once again without me. But I had to choose that route because I'm not going to sit there sleeping in fear all night. If this motherfucker can come through the house again. Because in that house, the doors are not locked. 
so the camera crew and stuff can come in through the doors. And they had security there, but the way he walked through that house and talking about she had them on speed down, they said, I did not feel comfortable at all. And I talked to the producers. They was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And we appreciate your professionalism. I told them I can make calls too. Mm-hmm. I'll have Crips and Bloods at that motherfucker. And they and some cholos. They will not like it. They'll be shitting themselves. But ain't nobody got time for that. And I don't I'm too pretty for prison. Yeah, right. <laughs> too pretty. Too pretty. <laughs> Listen, man, you mentioned the graphic about, you know, them hugged up at the end. I mean, it is unfortunate that uh you weren't there, but what the one silver lining I will say is that it has produced some pretty quality uh meme content over the last couple of months since the show has yeah. wrapped up. <laughs> I love my memes. My homeboy Vance, he makes them for me personally. He does them. He's, they're handcrafted. Yes, they're personally made. I don't make them. <laughs> Some of my, I don't like my, my supporters. I don't like calling people fans. I just, yeah. You know, people who who are on Team David, they'll send they'll send me stuff, and I'll just throw it back out there. You know, and you know, Tammy has the Bonnet Chronicles, and her Bonnet Chronicle fans are relentless. You getting a lot of hate. Uh, yeah, there was. I, I, yeah, and occasionally, occasionally I'll get some stuff, but then my, and some people read them and they'll go back and attack and attack them. Like people from you know who are Team David, they'll go back. It, it's a mess. But you know how Beyonce has the beehive. Yeah. Tammy has a Tammy hive. Like. Well, you do a pretty good job of keeping your social media under tabs. I feel like you know you're out there, but you do like a pretty decent job of like staying under the radar. I feel like is that intentional? Yeah, it's very intentional because. Number one, although I do put some memes out to replace the, the frustration, because I watched Tammy on her Bonnie Chronicles from the last eight from these episodes. She was just talking about me, 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 talking about me, talking about me, talking about me, and saying whatever she want. And I can't, I, I didn't say anything back, but I would post a meme. Mm-hmm. And that's my way of retaliating. And I thought it was very entertaining that. All of, almost all your episodes until the show ended was about me on your Bonnie Chronicles, and so, which is a very possible, you know, very popular thing. And Tammy, she's a very talented woman, mm-hmm. funny, talented, but she has this bullying quality about her, and you can't bully me. Are you out of your mind? I am a professional comedian. I'm used to tearing hecklers down to the bone when they come for me. Please don't come for me. Leave. That's what I kept telling them. Leave me alone, you guys. He's vaping. He said, remember when Tammy's in the truck smoking cigarettes next to Beth and Beth ain't saying shit. Like, they so, that's why I said on the show, if Tammy would drink, piss in a cup, these motherfuckers would drink it. And they would. Well, Everybody that's, in that yeah. house was scared, they're scared of her. Mm-hmm. Including some, some production members and producers. I was like, what? It's wrong with y'all. I mean, one thing I will commend you on is you're definitely your own entity, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't try to uh, go with the flow or go with the crowd, rather, in that setting. And that, I feel like, is a vital part of reality TV. Because if you had a bunch of followers, then what's the show going to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like um, somebody conducting an orchestra. Everybody has to play their uh, Instrument. their instrument. Yeah, sometimes you get to play more than one. Just know the song and just go with the song sometimes. Sometimes I will walk out of a conversation like this ain't for me and then I'll pop pop back, you know, and a lot of stuff I sidestep and didn't comment on the transgender issues, the gay issues I I stayed away from 
A um, couple of things I stayed away from on purpose. And I let people have their moments, you know? And, and I wasn't trying to be right. And I was just trying to be me. But don't try to set me up like I don't like my people or, or other human beings because mm-hmm. of the color of their skin. Like, I just, I, I don't like, I don't like shit being toxic or division and, and especially on that platform, it's just, and when Beth said, well, let's just use our power to do good and fight the evils of the world and we have a platform in it. Shut your ass up. <laughs> where, Shut your ass up, Karen. Where are, where favorite, are you? One of my favorite parts of that show is the Karen shit. Karen. That made Karen. headways fast. Karen, please. Karen. Karen, leave me alone, Karen. It was hilarious. I don't know. I feel like you two get along, though, in a private setting when it, there's none of those other people around you and her, Beth. You know what? We did when the private setting. And we always got along. But when the cameras come around, but it, it turns sour when she came for me over that vaping situation. You ain't learned. You coming for me? Are you fucking serious? You ratting? You snitching on motherfucking cameras, bitch? Are you fucking serious? That's why I said... They didn't, they, once they edited out of the epi- one of the episodes, but they did put it in one of the trailers. I feel sorry for your husband. <laughs> but it didn't make it. It made it into a trailer, but it didn't make it into the episode. But it's one of the dopest lines. I feel so sorry. It must. Oh, did I say it must be? It must. Oh, it must sucks to be your husband. <laughs> Where are you now on a mending fence front with uh, your castmates? Obviously, you know, you feel some type of way in the sense of maybe how they might have talked about you. But like, say right now, like, how do you feel about them as individuals? Say, like, are there any of them that, you know, maybe you want to uh, maybe have a friendship with outside of those shows? Um, they're, they're my they're my castmates forever. Like, we've yeah. done something incredible that you know, that made television history, and I do share that bond with them. And that is the extent that it goes. You know, if they call me up, John called me the other day, and I talked to um, a lot of other real-world people from other real worlds, too, as well, not just my castmates. And I do do that. I am cordial. I'm not an asshole. Um, Beth Anthony wanted me to do her live and her podcast. I'm like, no. She wanted to come to D.C., one of my comedy shows I was performing at. I was like, no. Why? Why not? Because I don't like what you said about me on the show behind my back. She would mm. do a little two-faced stuff behind my back. Say one thing to me when you're talking on the show, and then she'll go and big up Tammy. I just didn't like how she was moving. I don't hate nobody. Um, I care about them. Do I love them? I like my castmates. They are quite entertaining. And uh, I don't hate nobody. I'm not angry. It made excellent fucking television. <laughs> Got everybody fucking talking. And it was the funniest shit. I didn't know I had so many wig jokes in me. <laughs> <laughs> and then here come the Chris Rock and the Will Smith slap. And I went, I was watching that. I went, that's why I left. Yeah, right. Immediate clicked in your head. <laughs> Am I psychic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I do want to talk though about um you know your accident before the show. How close up until like you were departing to go film that show did that accident happen and could you walk me through exactly what happened to your recollection yeah i used to have dreadlocks and um it was like the day before fourth of july or two days before fourth of july and i was riding my bike past uh, where the lakers played through downtown la and the lights went out and they said a, a truck hit me and i don't know if they hit me because it's an electric bike and they, the police didn't find no bike. There was nothing on cameras, nothing. They didn't find a bike. And I remember two guys looking at my bike at the light really hard. And I, I went, and I'm guessing they just veered and hit me and took the fucking bike, threw it in the back of the truck, and kept going because there was no evidence of a bike. Wow. So I get, they're saying I got jacked. Rob and let me bleed in the street, big gash. They must be straight to our surgery <clears throat> and had, uh, you know, neurosurgery and a torn tibula and a couple of fractured ribs. So, and then I stayed in ICU for a week and a half and then went back to the house, nursed myself, and then got ready for the show and went to do the show. So it was just been a series of events that I had to go through. So I was still processing that while I was on doing the show, but I didn't really have the chance to tell everybody what actually I was going through. I, I didn't take pill medication because they were trying to give me painkillers. I told them, no, I'll just take Tylenol Plus because I don't like being addicted to anything. So I had to nurse myself off of from pain the, the pure fucking way because, you know, in the hospital, sitting there with the morphine button and anything you want to yeah. do, you, you know, and then you boom, back to taking care of yourself. It's it was a whole process. Wow. So it seems a little bit fuzzy then, right? Like in terms of like what you remember from that incident, like it all happened so fast. Yeah, everything, everything happened so fast. Even all of this happened so fast. The whole process of the show and all, all of that. And then immediately when, after I finished the show, I just I went to North Carolina. I went to uh, D.C., Atlanta. I just travel. <laughs> I mean, that I travel changes people, man. I needed a break from everything and for everybody. I didn't want to see anything I recognized or no one that I, I just wanted to get away. Yeah. How maybe straightforward was that process for you in the sense of when they first reached out and tried to get you to do the homecoming? How first um, of a decision was, went into going? Um... It took me a while to even return their call. And then it just kept bombarding me. And then I was like, let me think about it. Let me think about it. And then I was like, okay, okay. And then we had a series of talks. And I was like, all right. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go. Wow. I just didn't know that rehashing that blanket incident was going to take so long i didn't know that they was going to milk it that hard how how early into filming did they do that i think it was pretty early on right it was like day, yeah day one day one mm. like after i got into the house we all met and sat and then all of a sudden ding, message and they got right into it and it was like a long long like two and a half days of it it was very very daunting very draining and I know you mentioned the 93 coming off the show when that hit the scene, that blanket incident was kind of tough for you, right? In terms of 
public perception and maybe like jobs. How how was the backlash back then coming off the show? I, I said everything on the show. People have to watch the show. I don't want to spoil that for them. I said mm-hmm. all that on the show. And you guys got to watch the show to because um, I address all that on the show. Um, not to be rude, but I, I don't. It, it was very it was very the roller coaster ride, and which I I talk about it on the show. Um, mm-hmm. The great thing about the show is this time around too, people get to see a lot of different angles of the same situation and where everybody stands on it. And there was a lot of people who didn't know about the show because it, you know, they was too young and they actually went back and watched everything because even my old episodes are playing on Paramount Plus now, our old episodes. So they get to see totality of everything and get some kind of decent perspective of but there are some women out there. Well, no means no, and you shouldn't have pulled the blanket. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, did you did you even watch the show? Did you? Well, that's social media, especially you know if that were if that incident were to take place now, it would be one of those things. I feel like where all you would see is just a three second snippet with like some caption of like, you know, some clickbaity thing to try and make it look like. Yeah. You know, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you're right. And times have changed so much now. And they kept trying to sweep me towards the Me Too movement. That's when I told uh, Beth Salachik, this this is not a Me Too movement. And there will be no Me Too movement. So get the fuck off of that. They're trying to sweep me over the next to the Me Too. That's another thing that made me angry about Beth Anthony. She tried to be so woke. I hate people who extra woke, try to be extra woke. That it makes me cringe. You're not perfect. No, I, I hear what you're saying though. You know, I definitely think we're we're all or you all are there for a reason. You know, they didn't go out and pick individuals with uh squeaky clean reputations or uh, you know, perfect upstanding citizens. You know, they're picking people from different walks of life. And they're putting them in this house in a situation, and if everybody's perfect, then that's not really relatable to the casual it, it, viewer. Yes, we are there to make television. Right. Oh, my God, we have the best job in the world. We get to, We are getting paid to get on each other's nerves to make good TV. And I got that part, and I accepted that part, and I played my part to the best. I wasn't trying to overly be an asshole. I stood up for myself. I was hilarious at times. I wasn't overly trying. I would I felt I left everything on the court and I played my position to the best it could be played. And when it was nothing else to play, let's move along. I'm, I'm not getting slapped. Mm-hmm. So did you get any calls to do any challenges? Uh like the all-star yeah. ones? Uh yeah, I did. I did. I told them I think about it. But I, I I'm not not in your wheelhouse these days? No, I'll host one. I'll host. Didn't, didn't you host one? Uh, you hosted a challenge uh, yeah. back in the day, right? I'll, I'll host it. Yeah, I'll host, it. I'll, host it. yeah. I'll host one or something like that, but come on now. I'm not a challenge guy. Just, I, I heard you were supposed to be on uh, one of those in Mexico and you got sick. Yeah, I got sick and that the was hurricane a- came. Capo St. Lucas. I wow. got sick and the hurricane came and tore the place up. We got separated. They shut everything down for 10 days. I had that was around 9-11 time, too. Yeah, I, I had to make my way down to the airport. And luckily, I made friends in the hotel. 
and they drove me to the airport and the production crew was there that day and everything worked out. Yeah. Well, what what yeah. got you sick down there? Do you remember? Uh, ate some bad Mexican pussy. No. Uh, I drank the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I drank some water, I think. And I just got really sick. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but had you not gotten sick, you would have been paired up with Beth on that. That was a battle of the seasons. John oh, took your God. spot. Thank God. Hey, you television, see, television, though, it would have been, yeah. it would have been a perfect hey, my storm. Pay, my pay stayed the same. It didn't change. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And poor John. And uh, are you still a, a virgin? Said how Beth betrayed John, and John was like, "Bitch, shut up." What are you doing? John's a great guy. He he, he yeah, said nothing like but John. good things to say about you. Yeah, John's cool. He called me the other day. We we talk occasionally. I, I take his calls. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. A couple of times he got on my nerves. He said some things too on the show. And I'm like, John. Well, he's always good for about six, seven episodes. Well, he did say one dope thing though. When when everybody's looking for me and the husband's running through the house and they look Huh, I wonder where David is right now. And John goes, he's probably sitting in the director's chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Boston is next, huh? No, New Orleans. New Orleans. What do you think about yeah. that? Would you turn? Would you tune into a show? I'll, I'll peep it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll peep it out. I just want to see. I want to see their chemistry, and we're a tough act to follow. So it's looking nutty. Not- you seen the yeah. trailer, man. I've been speaking with yeah. uh, I've been speaking with a few of them already. We're getting that yeah. kick started. It's looking pretty nuts. All right, all right. You think they going You think they can keep up? I mean, uh, I I enjoyed you guys. I think out of the four shows that Buda Murray's put out on Paramount Plus, the two between the two All Star shows and the two Homecoming shows, I think you guys were the best out of those four, in my opinion. My opinion, too. I'm not, not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm like, I've watched it, too. I've watched it, like, ten times already. My friends, like, they come up, they want to watch it, or and I'll, I'll, I love it. I love the way it's shot, how great it looks, how great everybody looks, the humor in it, the, all of it. Even the nigger stuff, to me, was so fucking funny. I laughed so hard. And Irene, when she stands up, and I love Irene, but she stands up, and you don't say it either. Looks over at Tammy and looks back at him because you have no idea what it's like to be a nigger. And they cut to Tammy. The cigarette in her mouth. And you don't say it either. You Latina. <laughs> it was good television, undoubtedly. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. And Tammy's so fucking funny. He's funny. And Tammy's very talented. I don't know why she has to be a bully on these reality shows. Trust me, I watched it on um, Basketball Wise back in the day. And I was like, if she would have bullied me like that, and I would say it to my girl, my, my ex, my girlfriends would like tell me, you know, we'll watch sometimes, laying up in the bed. I'd be like, yeah, she would bully me like that. And then I had a chance to be with her again, post Basketball Wise. And and once she started coming for me, it reminded me of Basketball Wise and the bulliness mm-hmm. and the, because she was punking bitches, taking their purses, busting them over the head with champagne bottles and all wow. kinds of shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. People. You never watched Tammy's old basketball wives? Nah, man. Straight bully. She was punking people. Like she punked worse than she punked people in that house. <sighs> she came to try to punk me. 
Nah. <laughs> you gonna get it. David Edwards doesn't get punked. Nah. Uh, not in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what led you to try out originally, might I ask? Um, one day, uh, David Chappelle, he's a, which is a very good friend of mine, he uh, called me over and he said, man, and he was doing a sitcom in town in L.A. He said, come to my hotel room. And I'm thinking, all right, he's like, I got a job for you. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to be on your, your, on your pilot for your sitcom? He's like, no, there's a show called The Real World. And where you move in the house, you ever seen it with cameras and they follow you around? I say, yeah, well, they want me, but I'm tied up with Disney. I can't get out this contract. So I'm going to walk you over to the mall with Barry. We'll go out tonight, hang out. You, you hang out with me. We'll go over to the mall. I introduce some producers and stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. Boom. Introduced me to everybody, him and Barry Katz. And we sat down, had this meeting, put the application in my hand, went to fill out the application, me and Chappelle. And one thing led to another. They came out and filmed me for test shots. And three weeks later, I asked me if I wanted to show, and I got it. So it was a fast-tracked process, you would say? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think they made the right call. Yeah, it was literally given to me from a friend. Did that open up a lot of doors for you in the sense of, I think I saw you on House Party. Was that a... It's weird. Yeah, it's a um, it's been a, uh, a gift and a curse. It's open doors and close them and open them back up. It's like yeah, a revolving it's... door then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do got to ask this, though. What did you think about that encounter with uh, Puck on that one show that you did? Oh, yeah. When he uh, he spit my face and I spit back and they didn't show it. And they finally showed it like four years after it. MTV was like the uh, unedited version of what happened. They finally showed me spitting back in his face. and You know, and me and Puck, were, we was very cool at one point, but he was beating on his girlfriend, and I found out about it, and I told him to get the, don't come around my house no more, stay the fuck away from me, and one time we did this gig right before we did that show, and shit just started boiling over. I don't like motherfuckers who put their hands on, on their woman, or any kind of woman, you know? So I've been, you know, I've been socked by a woman, I just walk away, call the cops, like, you don't fucking beat on women, bro. I can't be your friend. You, you, yeah. you can't. But that, and that was another situation, too, where I feel like people didn't take your back on. No, they didn't, remember? Everybody on yeah. the bus, I'm like, why do y'all have this motherfucker's back? Are y'all fucking crazy? It was like the Twilight Zone. That's why I looked in the camera. They're like, what? Why do I feel like I'm on the Twilight Zone <laughs> on that show? Yeah. Yeah, I've always, every time I did something, almost every time I did something for the real world, um, it's been like that. Um, when I did that challenge in Jamaica and this one here, here and the other real world that I did. And I've hosted for the real world a challenge and I also did the real world movie. Uh, what was it called? Uh, there was a 10-year reunion too. A 10-year reunion. And I did the real world. We, we did a movie uh, for the real world. Where, uh, certain cast members played themselves. as me, The Miz. Um, not Ma Anessa is in it. Melissa? Uh, something. No, Melissa's not in it. I don't, yeah, Melissa's in it. Melissa's in it. Eric Neese? Uh, Eric Neese's not in it. I don't think Eric's in it. No, Eric's not in it. The Miz is, the rest of yeah. them, um, and a couple of other people. Um, what's it called? The Real World of the Lost Episodes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It doesn't, doesn't meet right. David Edwards' standards, though. Right, but it's all right. <laughs> it was fun. It was, Bro, fun. It was I, an honor. I always say this, reality TV, man, I mean, aside from obviously your homecoming, but like reality TV is just not what it once was when you guys were on it, bro. Like, 
it's evolved so much. It's not about like so raw, raw stuff. People, you know, they're throwing influencers on these shows now who already got followings and they're just going there for the paycheck and just lounge out and not be themselves. Not be themselves and, re- and realize, yeah, and not be themselves, yeah. Yeah. But with social media now, it's my first time getting experience once the show started airing and my Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat, all that shit, Twitter, it, it started blowing up and I'm getting feedback at the real, at real time. Back in the day when we did it, there was no social media. We used to have, we had fan mail coming in, bags. Yeah. I would read it and write back to people. Now, now you can just, but I didn't, I didn't feed into it. I, I very rarely respond. The most they'll get out of me is a delete block. <laughs> oh, I'll let I'll let them fight other people on the page, and I'll read it, and it's very entertaining. They might get a a, a laughing face, but that's about it. I don't I don't fight back because it's not mentally good for the soul. No, yeah, it's it's really not. You got to take this stuff with a grain of salt. And I learned Twitter can be a very mean place. What happened to Twitter, bro? Holy I, fucking shit! I'm not Twitter a is a but, Me neither. Man, Twitter is mean. <laughs> well, I said this the other day. I said Twitter's the transparent capital of the world. Twitter's yeah. where the real thoughts come out. Instagram is just what pretty much people want you to think they're thinking or doing. Yeah. It's totally, totally correct. Yeah, man. Totally correct. But times have changed, and you got to change with them, and that's what I'm learning to do. And, yeah. Um, but it was funny though. It was to snatch headlines like that. David Edwards leaves the show. Tammy calls the husband on David Edwards. David calls uh, Beth a Karen. I was like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was pretty pretty cool. And they had my daughter on the show. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a good yeah, moment. Was, I like that. I've, I've always had you know visualizing one day she'll be on the show or be on the show actually, or and to have her there with you know to be on there with me was very very cool. Wholesome. So I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be alive. I'm very thankful. Very thankful for the experience. I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I'm glad. The reason why I'm not mad is because I chose to do it my way, mm-hmm. to lead my way. You know, the look on their faces. Uh, David's packing. He's packing. Yeah. He's, yeah. The look on their faces and to walk out that door again on my turn, the same door I had to leave from the first season when it was so unfair. It just felt felt complete. It felt, yeah. Story rewrit itself in a way. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we I I hope that you're gonna be uh, doing some comedy stuff coming up soon, man. I think you yeah, got a talent, I, and uh, people need to see it. Thank you very much. Man. I've been working on new material and just trying to process everything. Well, pr- you know, pretty soon, me. man, we're gonna have another season out there that's gonna be. Uh, taking away the attention so i think uh i think now maybe with this podcast and us talking about this and the new season hitting hitting the uh hitting the screens that uh maybe this could uh all be kind of finalized and put to uh put in the ether a little bit yeah man let's hope the world stays together that they don't blow this motherfucker up ukraine and russia need to calm the fuck down oh my god food prices jumping through the roof gas prices gas prices the big one the whole the whole world jumping through the roof. Rent, pr- everything is just off the fucking chain right now, and we just gotta pray and just stay solid as human beings and learn how to love and appreciate one another. Of course, everything ain't gonna be perfect, but 
don't know. The world is very off the chain right now, and hopefully we'll still be here tomorrow. Yeah. Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on here and doing this with me, man. I uh, yeah, man. I was I was hoping we would be able to do this. I think it was going to be good for you. Um, and I'm I'm just fortunate that you gave me your time tonight. So, but keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you see why I left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my Oscar. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. Have a good one. Uh, you too, man. Thank you. Take care. All right.